Aloha. You're listening to the Rolling Vets Podcast, a podcast by veterans, for veterans, and civilians alike. I'm Lucas Moss, your co-host, and I am flanked by my Marine veteran peers, Aaron Pata and Chris Ellis. We would like to extend an invitation to you, the listener, to journey inside of our realm to discover what it means to be a rolling vet. All right, episode, episode two, here we are. Um, it is tomorrow. Well, by the time this thing airs, it'll be Thanksgiving. So holiday season, just getting started. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our day-to-day. And then also, uh, because it is like Thanksgiving and the holiday season, I want to talk about some of our fond memories of like the holiday seasons while we were in. Um, I know we were deployed our first our first go around. Yeah. Um, and then we were, and then our second one was in, Oh, and we were so we were deployed for Christmas and New Year's, our first one, and then deployed for Thanksgiving, our second deployment. And got back before Christmas. Yeah, yeah I got back just before Christmas. Yeah, fucking wild ride. But yeah, were you, I just were, you, were yeah. you part of that um the white uh, elephant gift on the first deployment? No, no, because I was oh already in India God. company. Yeah, I heard that was outrageous. Tell me about it. it. Fucking hilarious. It's pretty much everybody's obviously went and bought a cheap gift for each other mm-hmm. and whatnot, and. uh fucking somebody i forget who bought it but they bought like a fucking little g-string for like a guy with like oh, a nut De- I fucking think, case i thought denny but didn't denny buy that he bought it and then fucking fur got it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you got all right so one of our uh rings we served with he's this great big giant buff white dude and oh, he's yeah. trying to picture his fucking ass and his little g-string fucking like a little <laughs> rhino nose or some shit on it like Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> yeah i heard uh, there was that i think there was was there a cock ring or no <sighs> was there a cock ring i think i think there might have been i heard like wild might stuff from that um i'm kind of i kind of sad that i didn't get to participate in that um but yeah when we our first deployment when we were deployed for the for christmas and stuff uh one of my most fond memories is uh uh, our first sergeant at the time dressed up so he had these he had camis but like the they were old camis and he had the name tapes claws on them like santa claus and he uh and he had like it in, like stitched on like the like the white fur stuff like santa claus wears on his outfit yeah and like stitched on the camis and then ever so it was a camis it was like cam a camoed out fucking santa claus like like get up and uh and he went around to every single. I mean, he was a big anti-drinking guy too. Like he was never really. He wasn't. He didn't care if people drank. He was just whenever we got the option whether we should drink or not. It was always he always leaned towards no, you know, because he knew he knew what trouble we'd be up to. But uh, and which was totally took me by surprise because I think uh, Morrison and I were roommates at the time uh, when we were in Oki, and. I, I think I slept. I think I was taking a nap, and I woke up to first sergeant walking in, wearing this get up with a with a case full of beer, just tossing beer <laughs> to us. And then he goes up to like all the grunts got together, and they were in like the third deck lounge, and and uh, he just walks in, just starts throwing throwing fucking beer cans to everybody. Like uh, that was that was great. I mean, it made the holidays not suck as bad. But then when it, like New Year's came around, I was actually at the fucking E Club. <laughs> well, they uh they banned us from going off base for New Year's. Mm-hmm. The com shop, I, you weren't a part of that, were you? 
Uh, no, no. But I, I think, well, before our first deployment, we had that dude that killed that national. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, he, he hit the, he was, he was drunk, stole a, basically stole a govy, um, and then fucking killed that, that Japanese man. And then that's like, because we were dry, I think, up until that point. We were dry for like the first, like, 20 days or I something remember, like that. I remember finding out about it when we were, before we went on UDP. So, if there's like an international instance anywhere in Japan, no matter what branch it is, like the whole service um, goes on lockdown. So nobody's allowed to like go out and drink and shit. Like no matter yeah. what branch you're in, you're on lockdown. You're fucked. You can't fucking drink. You get fucked. Yeah, you go dry. Yeah, the whole base, all the bases go dry. That's what they call it. And it's it's pretty wild how, and in and, and Ogi, apparently it's a very like common thing, which kind of worked out in our benefit because of the fact that we weren't our first appointment we i didn't i don't think we were in okinawa like long at all i think i think combined time wise we were there for maybe out of the six months we were there for maybe like a month and a half um yeah. like total because we were only there for a couple of weeks and then we hit it and we just started basically country hopping after that uh what are you what are you smoking on Oh, let me, let me do a shout out right here real quick. Okay. <laughs> My boy Hutchie called me out last podcast because I wasn't smoking at the start. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. So it's Holy Grail Kush. Got it from a dispensary here in Jackson. Okay. Called Choice. It's, it's pretty good, but uh, shout, shout out my boy Hutchie. This one's for you. Okay, Hutchie. <laughs> that's funny because I'm not I'm not smoking this one around this time around, but the pot. Uh, yeah, well, oh yeah, I'm not pulling a pot of, but like I have my tea. Um so what I do is like I, I'll buy like the shake, shake and trim, and and then I'll bake it. So and then I'll turn it into butter. So I go through that whole process of like decarving it and and uh, and then like fusing it with butter. And then I make like a like a shit ton, like because like shake is so fucking cheap. Like at least here in Maryland. And this is another thing I wanted to, I wanted to preface with is I'm, I can't believe it totally. I mean I think we were all kind of. I was definitely a little high the first time, but like, oh yeah, yeah. Like I started off high when I first got on, and yeah. I was like, <laughs> and I sounded yeah. dumb because my mic was like far from my face, my setup wasn't right. So like, yeah, we're good now, guys. We're good. Yeah, we're, we're good. <laughs> the, the test run. <laughs> but I wanted I wanted to preface by saying that okay, so you're in Michigan, it's legal to grow, and it's it's legal recreationally. I'm in Maryland, it's not legal recreationally. But I have my card. I have my medical card. Aaron is in California. And if you don't know about the weed laws in California, then you're probably not an American. But <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted I just wanted to preface that just in case like people were just like, well, okay, like, these are just a bunch of stoners. Breaking the law. <laughs> but uh yeah, so I so I made I took um about uh I usually do around uh five G's to a quarter to a quarter O and I'll I'll bake it and then I'll fuse it with butter. And then um, definitely try to get into like mixing it sometimes with my dinner, depending on how late we eat. Or usually I'll do tea. Tea is kind of like my my go to something easy. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely trying to like cut back on like my actual like like smoking intake yeah. instead of just like because I use you know every day just like <laughs> you know just smoking you know. And it's not cigarettes. Obviously, it's not as bad as cigarettes, but it's still like not great. Um, yeah so yeah i'm definitely like kick back and like do, definitely doing the edible route doing the edible route but also see that that hits you like you can't control uh, that really like you gotta you like, can't you, you can't it's a science it's a science and i'm not a big science yeah so i trust me i have like i definitely because i start first it was just like i just eyeballed everything 
<laughs> you know, just like, oh, like this much, just to see how what this does, you know. And then next thing I'm like a, a space cadet, like <laughs> just like I'm like a prisoner inside my own body. <laughs> well, like even like even dispensary edibles, you get a 10 milligram of one brand and 10 milligram of another brand. And it's like yeah. one's like, what the fuck? I'm not nothing right now. The other one's like Yeah, I learned that I learned that the hard way. Um, because I was always comfortable making my own edibles, and of course it starts off with with brownies and so that's like the easiest thing to make and then and then it got to like okay well i can turn it into butter i just like found out i didn't just i guess yeah i just did find i just found out that i could turn it into oil as well like use like vegetable oil or like olive oil yeah but that, that's that one's a little bit more tricky because of the fact that you have to do like a one-to-one ratio like one cup of oil to one cup of like weed like so i'm like damn it's a shit ton of fucking weed i have yeah. to like buy just for that but luckily like the dispensary I go to, like their shake is usually for for seven for seven grams, like so a quarter. It's like, it's like thirty bucks. So thirty bucks for for all that, and then that make that'll make me like a lot of butter because butter is something I can eyeball. But yeah, mixing it with tea, man, and and mixing it with like other stuff, like just general culinary stuff. Uh, I'm definitely experimenting, but I went from eyeballing it and like totally getting fucked up to. So like now I like measure it out usually by I do it like by teaspoons and tablespoons and yeah. uh yeah because I made that mistake of like going to the dispensary and and uh I grabbed 25 milligrams uh so the 25 milligram gummies I had one and I was just like oh my god like <laughs> I was like a couch potato the rest of the day I was like my whole day which thank god it was like a Sunday and I was like let me just give these a shot dude I was I was fucking done the whole for like five six hours <laughs> that's great so what was the worst holiday you spent in the marine corps oh shit to be honest or even even like like do you have, do you have like a shit birthday or, or that either no, i actually got really lucky i was really lucky with birthdays um uh, i could I, I when i first when we first got to the fleet my birthday was like a couple weeks after that so um got to spend like my I think that was like my 20th birthday um I spent in the fleet it was just me and a couple guys and I just bought like my first car um not for like 16 percent interest or anything you know like <laughs> I wasn't like that much of a boot I had I you had that one like of, a month later yeah oh I did wreck it a month later yeah <laughs> that was because I was not used to driving in downtown Honolulu like it was just fucking confusing as shit and um so yeah I totaled that but um, so I just got my car and, and we went downtown and just like went down to Waikiki and just kind of explored, walked around, got some teddies and, and that was it. But my worst, my worst holiday, I would say, was the first time I actually got to go home on leave for the holidays. And it was actually a pre-deployment leave before our first deployment. Okay. And I went home to Philly uh, to visit my family and... It really like that's when it like hit me for like the first time of like and I was, of course, like drinking, but like that last night I was just like drinking and I just like I broke down in tears. because I was just like, man, like I, I for I took my family almost for granted up until that point. And when I realized like, OK, like I went home for my basically my first leave period in like the Marine Corps that wasn't like boot leave or something um, or that forced leave they make you take after you graduate school. Um, 
like that was my first time like going home and then coming back and then getting deployed and and like it kind of hit me like really hard that I took my family for granted and like that saying goodbye every single time like it never got easier I thought it would yeah. and it never got easier so that that was like yeah I got to see my family and stuff and that was like a, a good time but that was definitely like the worst like I guess like holiday season because I was during that was like during, during Thanksgiving what about you well, I mean, my first birthday in the Marine Corps was fucking dog shit. So I joined March 20th. My birthday uh-huh. is March 26th. So the, <laughs> so the day I get my fucking DIs was my birthday. Okay. And, uh, I remember like sitting there like this guy next to me, my rack mate, the only fucking person I knew. Um, fucking. And he was like, hell, I told him it was my birthday the next day. He's like, happy birthday. And I was like, fucking thanks, dude. And then we just got fucked up all day long. Like shit thrown everywhere. I was like, this is fucking bullshit, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but like, it did suck. That was one thing that hit me too. <clears throat> like when I first went in, it's a comm school. When, I, when it started to hit me, was like, fuck, like I don't get to see my family. I don't get to see my fucking friends. Like I'm over here doing this with people I don't even fucking know. And it got harder until I hit the fleet, I think. And that's when like <clears throat> you like establish your friend group. You know, in comm yeah. school, you don't you don't know who you're gonna go next. You're still exactly like, undecided. Yeah. Like you like still like oh, am I, like I'm gonna be in like Lejeune. I'm gonna be in like Pendleton. Like. And then all your classmates are kind of fucking motards, you know, like some of them are fucking douchebags and shit. You know, the the shit bags like elite in the comm school Mm. until like the fleet and shit. Fleet shit bags are different than comm school shit bags. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's totally different. (laughs) Comm school dickheads are fucking, they're assholes, bro. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, that was uh, um, definitely shitty. Always like fucking leaving and stuff, saying bye. And then when you hit the fleet, it was more of a, like I understand, like I can go home now and like stuff like that. I have these friend groups to, like be here. And that's why I think like come so close with your friends while you're in at your duty station. Like me and you, new shirt at comm school, mm-hmm. hit the fleet together, be like, you know, we're always hanging out, like always, you know, drinking and stuff, going out and partying. And then even after we stayed in touch constantly until yeah. we started this podcast. Yeah, yeah. That was just that's so another thing too, is like that after that time I went home and I came back, you know, we got deployed. That was the last time I ever went home. Uh yeah, I'm pretty sure that was like the last time I ever went home, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, that was the last time I ever went home to see my family after that because I was like, I, I don't want to do that again. Like, I, I couldn't stand doing that again. So the other time, so uh, when we went, I think it was, yeah, when we got back from our first deployment, we got back in like June, and then we were doing a workup, and we had the holiday season right in the middle of our workup. Um, that's when I was like – I was. Uh, so speaking of comm school friends, like my buddy Drew, um, Lupercio, who lives in L.A., um, I just started like, you know, spending time with his family when we were in comm school, like whenever we had like a 96 or something, because he, he lived in L.A. and we were only like four hours away, three and a half hours, whatever, and um, would go spend time with his family. That And then that one year when I was like, man, I don't one. And, and it sucks when we were stationed in Hawaii, like you're almost all the way to the East Coast. I was the East Coast. So like spending like 13, 1400 fucking dollars on a ticket, you know, Dude. to go home and that shit sucked. And then, and then you're like, your leave days too. Like, cause you have like a set you're amount of days, day. you're wasting a full day, like going there yeah. and back and like, cause you don't get any like days just for travel. Um, that like, that like kind of turned me off from like going back to the East coast, especially like, okay, I'm going to pay all this money. I'm going to go home. I'm going to enjoy myself a little bit. And I'm going to be really upset when I leave. Like, that's not, it's not worth it, yeah. you know? Um, and then luckily, because we were in Hawaii, like LA was only like five hours away. So 
um, I got to like Drew and his family, like were more than welcome to, to accept me into like their, their family and, and, uh, and have me for the holidays. And it was really fucking awesome. Cause, um, like, uh, they had, he has a, uh, like a stepbrother named, uh, John and, uh, he's, he's like a heavy set dude. Uh, and he always played like Santa Claus for like all the kids in the family, but like the kids, you know, like they kind of like figured it out by a certain age, like, okay, like he's not Santa Claus. So when I was there, uh, his, his stepmom asked me, she's like, Hey, do you want to be Santa Claus? And I was like, uh, not really i guess she's like well we need you like they already know like it's gonna be john like but they don't know like if you do it like it'd be different so i was like all right bet so they hooked me up like the whole santa like outfit like the boots the gloves like they painted my like eyebrows like white and stuff and like had the whole beard and had the glasses and um i had to like take off like my bracelets and stuff like my watch so like Huh? Oh, I do. I, I'll definitely. Show, I'm gonna send these photos to you because it's funny. Because like they're like dressing me up, and I'm like giving the you finger. Know, like put it on here somehow if you can. Like right here. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely. I'll definitely look at the editing it, and like yeah, it. and do that. Um, and and then you know, the, so the suit's like huge. So I like stuff like a big pillow into it, and then and then I was like, okay, let me just walk in, like shoot the shit with these kids. Like what's good? No, they hand me like a big fucking bag of toys, like a whole Santa sack of like toys. And I'm like walking down like the fucking streets in like East LA, you know, Vato land, you know, <laughs> with this big bag of toys. And I go in there and like totally had these kids fooled. And these kids were like, well, why are you so like tan? Like, why is Santa so dark? And I was like, oh, I went to the Bahamas for the off season, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's one definitely one of my most fond memories is like being in and like having that experience of um like being <sighs> close with someone, you know, because of being in the service, like that they're that their family are more than welcome to accept you as part of their family. And they and then the fact that they were so understanding of the fact that um that I wasn't able to spend it with my family. That I I mean I wasn't it's not what I wasn't able, I just you know, didn't want to go through the trouble of doing it. So they definitely made the most, they gave me presents and everything. It was, it was a fucking great time. And I definitely consider them like, like a second family of mine. Yeah, actually, sure. actually I actually asked them just like that. Me and, me and Cole Pilmore, mm -hmm. like Pilmore, we went to, Marine, went to uh, Hawaii together, got stationed together, didn't even know each other, many each other in Hawaii. And then found out we lived like 20 minutes apart from each other back here. Every time we went home on leave together, we always, hung out, had bonfires, went out drinking together. Like, I know his family. Like, like you know, he knows my dad and stuff. He's coming over tomorrow, actually. Okay. House. Yeah, that cool story to come over tomorrow. So, like, it's it's cool having somebody like that that you got out. Well, I, mean, I got out now, and I still hang out with him every day and stuff, and I made that connection while I was in. Yeah, that's 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 a very important thing. And then you brought up like your rack mate too. And I was just when you when you're talking about your rack mate boot camp, I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, that's like your first ride or die in the marine yeah. corps is your rack mate like the first they're like you guys look out for each other and that's where it starts you know and that's why there's only two people i, I would like to think that the theory like there's two people in a fighting in a fighting position right they don't really call them like fighting holes or whatever like foxholes but in a fighting position there's you know you make room for two and that kind of starts like with yeah. you and, and your rack mate like when you first get there like i and i, I mean we switched around like maybe like once or twice, but like that kind of like notion of like having each other's bag and like, and really like ensuring that neither one of us get fuck got fucked up for something stupid. Like that's what it was real. And you carry that, you carry that until like, and you, that's kind of like the, the entry into like looking out for each other. Cause of course, like the drill instructors do a real good job of like, 
uh, like Stockholm syndrome where like you're literally getting treated like shit and you're and you're like I want to be that person I want to be that person that's literally fucking me up right now (laughs) my ass (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly like you're like looking for and you're like you're looking up to someone that's literally like shitting on your existence <laughs> and and this is it's just stockholm syndrome like yeah. um and uh and then so you have that like us against them mentality and that kind of like obviously builds like the unit cohesion and stuff like that but yeah to have those friends and to have those people in your life that i mean of course the rope the uh, circle back to Thanksgiving to be thankful for them, you know, to be thankful for, you know, that we, that you and I, especially you and I like meeting in comm school and yeah. me just like, you're like, Hey, if you guys need anything, like, here's my number. And I was like, Oh, you're going to give out your number bet. <laughs> like I would have sent oh. you some stupid shit. <laughs> oh dude, you got, you would like start that shit and everybody would just fucking destroy my phone, dude. Yeah. Hundreds of messages. Like, you fucking yeah, just totally, just totally fucking with you. And then because of that, you know, we became great friends and, uh, and, and it, yeah, I don't. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I had a buddy who, uh, Adam Hughes, I think he was with first Marines. I think he was in, he was, with, he was either first or second Marines. I think they're both in Lejeune, right? Yeah, I think they, remember him in comm school, right? Yeah. Yeah. You remember, yeah. yeah. Him and I used to fucking go to the e-club underage and, <laughs> you know you sit in 29 palms like the fucking e-club like on a friday saturday night like you had and especially if you were like in uh like bravo company and you weren't in class like you still had to show up in your camis yeah. so like you had people just get the fucking swashed, just lost like <laughs> in their camis they're just gone dude <laughs> i remember uh so yeah we were so we used to like go all the way and like obviously you have to walk through to taco bell right and then we would have someone you know like give us a wristband and just like an old wristband that we would tape to ourselves to be like okay like we're of age because if you're not you got like the x's on your hands or whatever and we would just sit back like sit in the back and then have like a table like with people who like were in front of us in between us and like like the people who were like headhunting for underage people and uh they would just buy us pictures just buy pictures and pictures and pictures. Like we never asked for like individual drinks. We would just like all share a picture and like get like totally just destroyed at like 19 years old in, in the e-club. Yeah, I don't want to risk that shit because I was underage too. So I always just like got a bottle and just like brought it back to my room and would just like pound it one night and toss it next morning. Yeah, dude, there was, man, I mean, I remember because after a while when I was, you know, in charge of, of BMAT, you know, I, I, and we'd have, we'd still have to have formation every single night. Uh, sometimes I forget about sometimes I forget like man every single night even on the weekends we would have formations like 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 at fucking like nine or ten or something something stupid and um and like of course it's like a Saturday Friday Saturday night and I'm there and I'm trying to get accountability of like literally a thousand like marines like there's there's a whole battalion size out there like there's so many fucking people in Bravo company at one given time and you know, I'm missing like 20 fucking people. Not only am I missing 20 people, I have people like, like in the, in the fucking formation, like <laughs> can't even fucking stand. Yeah. They're just like hanging off someone in formation, like throwing up and shit. I'm just like, uh, or they're in the bathrooms, you know, like the public bathrooms they used to have, like, yeah. like right by the duty hut, like there'd be somebody in there passed out covered in their own fucking throw up and shit. And I'm just like, man, I do not, <laughs> I do not miss those days. But, but speaking of which, when we were there, uh adam 
uh, he, he couldn't go anywhere for, um, the holidays one year. So luckily my aunt, um, who lives in Goodyear, which is just outside of uh, Phoenix, Arizona. So it wasn't too far. We were in, she was, so she was within like that Liberty radius or whatever you're allowed to go to. Um, so one Thanksgiving, she, she came and picked us up and, and uh, like took us to see the Grand Canyon. Like that was fucking awesome. And we spent the whole weekend like with her and like watching football. She had a, a neighbor who was a, <laughs> who was a, a, a scout sniper in the Marine Corps, like back in like, like the late 80s early 90s and his dude was a psychopath like like as straight he would he they had like a pigeon problem or something and he would like he bought like a bb gun with like a scope and everything and would like sit like in his house like prop open like his window and just fucking like pick these things off like all around the neighborhood just from just from like inside his house like would just like kill these there was just like dead birds like everywhere he had his ghillie suit hanging up in his in his garage and he came over was like talking to us he, and he was like he's like bro the key to happiness in the marine corps is the mew that's what you want to be on you don't want to go to you don't want to get deployed you don't want to go do that bullshit you want to go on a mew and that's how he was <laughs> yeah but luckily we um we got attached to a mew our first deployment yeah and yeah. he was right dude because that was a fucking hell of a time That's hell of a time I, I liked being on ship for a period of time it's it's literally jail it's it's yeah. it's i it's literally jail like you wake up you eat you work out you read and repeat that's all you could do as a marine on a ship like gyms are always like packed during green hours uh, and yeah it's like there's fucking nobody there like <laughs> You see Navy guys in during green hours because they can come whenever they want to. It's like, come on, bro, really? Yeah, yeah, the, the corpsmen and stuff, and yeah, yeah, and in the rations. Don't get me started, dude. I lost like twenty pounds when I, when we were on the ship because like they wouldn't feed us anything. The food was dog shit too. Yeah, the food was horrible, and then they didn't give you enough of it. And then the lines, the, the lines to like the PX on the ship was fucking like super super long. But the worst part about that is, remember, you had to like, you couldn't just use like your debit card or whatever or cash. Like you, card. you had to go and put money on an account, you know, yeah. and and get a, a get a card that you use just for the ship. Such a pain in the ass. But speaking of birthdays, uh, I had my twenty first birthday in Thailand. Yeah, and it and it just so happened, it just so happened, it fell on that last day of training. Where they were like, okay, like the whole battalion, you guys can go out and drink now. Like we're done, like training. Like we just finished like the big exercise, and they're like, hey, like you guys are good to go, like to this dirt road right outside of base, and just fucking get hammered. And that's how I spent my twenty first birthday. It was awesome. It was awesome. I spent my twenty uh, second birthday on ship on the way to Korea. Oh man, yeah, we flew to Korea. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, India Company flew because we had to get there first, remember? Yeah, we had to get there first for um uh we were like the op four or whatever. So op four, like the opposing force. We did like the Marine Corps likes to work in uh what they call three to one ratios. So like there's three infantry companies in a battalion. So like you wanna sick a entire battalion on one like enemy company it's like the best odds or whatever yeah. so that's what they did when we so we got shipped to or we flew to korea 
like fucking we were there like uh, like i want to say like three weeks before everybody else um which was like those those beginning weeks were like amazing um like being there just the only company there like no no battalion like overview there's no somebody about the fucking gear sop you know nobody's getting on your ass about the little stupidest shit because you're just there by like just your company and um like dad's not home mom's not home like we get to do what we get to do whatever we want and uh and yeah so that so we flew there and got there early and it snowed like within the first couple of days which, which sucked ass but uh yeah yeah so i yeah i didn't i was just very very lucky that like when i turned 21 well it didn't even matter if you could see over a bar in asian countries they usually serve you um yeah because i mean everyone there looks super young like all the time like you either look like super young or you look really really old like like the asian community overseas like um oh do you, i think you remember this reminds me you remember um it says generic name though, but Smith from S1. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. So he, <laughs> dude, so he got attached to India company for like the last couple months of deployment. And he, did you ever hear about this story about how he, they tried to like marry him off or something? No. Oh my God. So India company had like this like event where we played, uh, we played football and we played soccer with the, uh, with the Thai Marines. And there was like a, there was like families there that were like preparing like food for us. They had karaoke, they had a DJ. It was like, it was pretty cool. And, um, so we're like in the middle of the fucking jungle and they found like this dirt patch that you can literally like, like play sports on. And, uh, <laughs> And he said, he like, I guess he told some girl he saw there. He's like, oh, like you're cute or something. So she started writing him letters while we were there in Thailand and like giving it to like, you know, at the gate, the, the gate was literally like one of those poles that you literally could just like, you push down and the rest of it like lifts up. Yeah. And like, it was a Thai Marine that was like five foot, like four. And like his M16 was like bigger than him. I was like, dude, like you got like children soldiers over here or something. And, <laughs> and, uh, so she's handing this guy these letters. He's giving it to First Sergeant Ray. And First Sergeant Ray's like reading these letters, like, what the fuck? Like, it's like this thing. Like, she's obviously like really broken English, but um, like, hey, like, can't wait to marry you and all this stuff. And they would do her and her family would pile on this fucking moped, dude. I shit you not, like 10 of them on this fucking moped and drive to the front gate like asking to see him like about him because they they thought that they were going to be able to give like like the their daughter like away to him like he was able to like he's going to be able to take her back to the states and like marry her like it, it, like it was like tiger woods is like that or something you know something like that it was, it was so fucking funny bro. <laughs> like they made a huge they made a huge deal about like about that in particular about the fact that he was and then, and then we come to find out, dude, she was, like, fucking, like, 14 or 15 or something like that. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And he, obviously, obviously, he didn't fucking know. He's not, like, a pedophile or anything. But, um, yeah, yeah, that specific incident, uh, while, we were, while, we were in, <laughs> while we were in Thailand, it just goes to show, dude, how poor it was. What were your, what were your first impressions when we got to Thailand? Like, when you got off the ship and you had to take the bus to what they call BCK? Don't, don't remember? That? I, I wasn't in Thailand. I went to uh, Tokyo, remember? Oh, my God. You, you weren't in Thailand? No, I was in Tokyo. Uh, I, I got tasked out by myself because uh, you didn't hear a story about everybody thought I went UA. Yeah, I yeah. do remember that. I didn't know that was the same time frame because I thought 
Because then you didn't go to the Philippines either then. No, I just went to Korea and Tokyo. Okay, yeah, I always, that's the one thing I regret is not going to Tokyo. That was like my big thing. Well, man, I don't know, like, Tokyo or like Philippines and Thailand. Oh, worth it. Yeah, over over Tokyo anytime. If I if I had to yeah. choose between the two, like I mean, I'd never been to Tokyo, so I can't just like just it, bullshit and be like. It was cool. Like, it was cool as fuck because, all right. So like, if you like JDM shit, like Supras and fucking GTRs and shit, like you go over there and there's like R32s, like R33s everywhere. There's like fucking Supras and like mm-hmm. all fucking years, every fucking model. There's Lambo, Tokyo like, drift baby. Dude, they have like, such a badass car sitting there. There's too many fucking people, man. It's and crazy. you were there by yourself, right? Yep. That shit That's crazy. so crazy. That's uh, that, it's mind boggling fucking, <laughs> to me. Yeah, like, I'm by myself and shit, and all these other fucking. I don't remember the names of them now, but it's kind of like the train, and I got lucky. So I have one train. So I'll be like a half hour outside of the city of Tokyo. I was on an Air Force base. That's where I was tasked out to. And on the way there, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I couldn't read, you know, kanji on the walls. So um, I think it's called kanji, right? Yeah. I have no um, idea, dude. Yeah, I have no clue. Kanji. All right. <laughs> so. We're so we're so culturally insensitive. <laughs> but um, fucking, I met some random white dude who lived in Tokyo. I was like, oh man, I'll show you. Follow me. So I was like, just followed his ass like all the way to Tokyo, and then I made my way ass home too. That's crazy. Yeah, Korea. You guys were, you guys were able to go out in Korea, right? Oh yeah, we went out partied. Yeah, yeah. You, so we only got the we got like two days in Seoul, and like that was it. And uh, that was like one of the nights I had was probably one of the wildest nights I think I'll ever have in my entire life. Um, was like me and a uh, corpsman of uh of mine, a good friend. Uh, he, uh, him, and I were like we were like we kind of got worked because luckily I mean I was in headquarters platoon and india company so like i got to sit in on all the meetings and and shit and and i got like word like okay like yeah the bc the battalion commander was like hey like you guys i approve like you guys going to seoul and we had just finished like all the exercise and stuff so we, we didn't really have that much time left in korea and uh He's like, yeah, you guys are approved. You guys are good to go. But you, and then they told us that they were going to arrange transpo like for us, like transportation. And then the, the morning comes. They didn't arrange transpo for, for us. And then they're like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you guys just have to figure it out. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like, you guys just uh, approved, approved our, 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 you know, our liberty to go to Seoul. We've been here longer than everybody else. We got the worst place to sleep out of all the other companies. We literally slept in the fucking rice paddy during the rainy season, and it was cold. I slept like, in the fucking mud, dude. Yeah, we, dude, we slept in the mud, dude. I literally, there were nights I'd wake up, and, like, I'm laying on my side, right? Like, I'm sleeping, and I wake up because, like, I'm, like, coughing on water because the water rose so high in my fucking tent and then the, and then it would be like and it would be like cold enough where it didn't like freeze and and so it'd be like you know water freeze what 32 degrees so or like sub 32 dude it'd be like 34 35 so in in the wind chill dude the wind chill there was insane so not only am i getting like absolutely pissed on every single day but i'm, I'm constantly wet constantly cold and then and then they tell me oh you guys can go to a city you know, enjoy yourselves for a couple of days. We'll, we'll take, out, yeah, we'll, we'll take care of the transpo. And then the day of, they're like, nah, like, nope, sorry. <laughs> like you guys, didn't. so my, the corpsman buddy of mine, 
he called he like was googling like these fucking bus companies and he like he hooked us up bro he like like came to an agreement like with um with this company and they sent like three four buses down and like it was awesome everyone like everyone in the company pitched in dude everyone was like they wanted to get out so badly that everyone's like sent in money you know to help pay for this and um so we got to so we got to go spend two days and you were supposed to have buddies of four like groups of four Mm -hmm. to hang out and it was we him and i was like nah fuck that (laughs) like we got lucky we were one of the first ones to find out that we were going so we got a hotel room and then and then him and i were like yeah we're not we're, we're not grabbing two more people like it's just gonna be him and i and we weren't allowed to drink i think at all really? yeah yeah we weren't allowed to drink at all uh, oh my god I'm, i almost forgot about that. yeah we weren't we were supposed to go to seoul sightsee and like not and tell marines like hey you guys have liberty but you're not allowed to drink like yeah we weren't allowed to drink the entire time but they had a px in the hotel because it was on a base and uh luckily a lot of the radio battalion guys who who we were with the third the third radio battalion guys um the translator the linguist and all that stuff dude they hooked me up with uh a bunch of soju beforehand so because you guys because they would go out with you guys when you guys go was it what was that town what was the name of the town that was near us pohang pohang okay yeah so my first time ever drinking out with pohang i went out with um frizzell davis and linguist <laughs> we're, we're we out there at like 10 30 in the morning or wherever the fuck we were at and um like we find the first place open it was a chicken place it, it yeah said chicken on it and then like, <laughs> just chicken it's korean shit. doesn't chicken it doesn't say it. whether it's live or like no, you know <laughs> no it just says like it has like chicken and it has like this and then it has like some shit around it and it's yellow we're like it's so great marketing go. straight to the yeah. point <laughs> so we walk in there and we're like you guys have beer and they're like beer and they like point to the, like their fucking beer we're like yes so we sit down and we're like four beers and then she brings us two more, like four more. And like she was like, What? Like, we want four more. Like, we're gonna drink these. <laughs> we want more. We sat there and just pounded beers for like an hour straight. And Frizzell, I have a video of him just like tipping that straight back. Nobody could out chug him. I've never seen anybody out anybody chug him. Really? So, shout out Frizzell. You can fucking chug, dude. He's I've never I don't think yeah, I never saw him. I think I've drank around him. I've never like drank with him though. Like whenever he used to come. To like when we had the big going away parties and stuff for everyone in the shop like i think he'd be there and he'd be like drinking stuff i mean i would always i mean in my back in my day i would always like show up drunk beforehand anyways yeah. so and then i would never really stay that long i'd be like i just i'd go there and be like hey everyone's in one place i'm like okay who's going out with me like i'm, I'm about to go out somewhere else like who wants to, who wants to take this journey like i would just go there recruit a bunch of heads and, and bounce <laughs> Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, because you guys and there was another place in Pohang called uh, what was the place that it had the bell? Apparently, all the H and S guys went to go drink there. Oh, it was like it was oh, like Millie's or something. Mindy's. Huh? Mindy's. Mindy's. Oh, Mindy's. My bar tab there. <laughs> was, I forget what it is in yet. Yeah, I think it's yet. Yeah, no, not yet. Yeah. What is it? There? No, it was Juan. Uh, Juan. Yeah, yeah, Juan. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I don't care what it was in one, but in American, it was four hundred and like fifteen dollars, dude. 
I did oh. three shots that night by myself. Jesus Christ. I was out the stairwell, dude. I was fucking gone. I, <laughs> we need to have man on here and tell that story. I'm not, I don't want to get in that story. <laughs> oh, my God. I used that, to hear, that, like, different. horror stories of that. What, so was that tab higher than the one we had our last New Year's we spent together at uh, at uh, Mai Tai's? Because, dude, we... Don't you have a video of me yelling at, like, my fucking... <laughs> I have I have videos from that. Carolyn and I both have videos from that night, but like that was that tab that night was fucking insane. I think Carolyn and I split a tab and we still both spent like three, four hundred dollars. Yeah, I think mine was like I think it was over four hundred. Oh, I started off like let's buy I remember I was just buying Jaeger bombs, like just Jager, yep. Jager bombs, Jager bombs. Oh man. That was close that bar down. Yeah, it so it closed down shortly after um after we both left because of the fact that it was uh it wasn't a covid casualty they lost like the they weren't able to like renew the lease oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and then they were supposed to go to uh they were gonna buy like where hooters was to be because hooters closed down while we were on our second deployment okay. <clears throat> was it our second deployment uh i think it, yeah i think it did close down uh on, during our Second deployment. I'm trying to remember. No, it didn't because it closed down shortly after um, COVID. No, it was before COVID. It was before I left. Uh, Hooters was closed. Yeah, it was before the holidays. We got back in December, and I think uh, after I think like two weeks into December, it like closed down. Uh, or like right, or that was right after December. I think yeah, it was right after December. I think sometime in January, like it closed down for like good. I mean, that place was. Dude, don't get me, don't even get me started about that place. Well, one of I basically lived there. I basically lived in that Hooters, but I'm like we, you and I used to go time. like like Football. six six a.m. Bro, I'm six a.m. by ten, dude. Dude, I I could yeah I could walk. <laughs> I got kicked out one time. I I well I got escorted out basically because I'm standing near the bar and if I stayed, I would watch all like basically like the one o'clock games. Yeah. And Hawaii because of time difference. So, um, you know, daylight savings or whatever. Like sometimes it'd be like six a.m. and then the other games. Sometimes the games would start at seven a.m. And Hooters even had like a breakfast menu, and everything. Yeah, and they yeah they opened early and shit. And so I, my thing was if I stayed past like the one o'clock games and into like what would be like the four o'clock and four thirty games, and I stayed like that late. That's when I they were like, okay, like you need to go. Like you need you need to fucking go. Like, like I, by that time, like everyone I came with is gone, and it's yeah. just me like wandering around drunk, like talking to random people, and I'm like talking to this dude, like super wasted at the bar, and I was right by like where the the bartender puts the drinks for the wait for the waitresses to come out and bring them to the tables, and I'm thinking that she's giving me drinks, so every drink that she's making, she's set down, I'm like picking it up and like drinking it, and it. <laughs> And then, and then she finally caught on and put a pitcher of water there. And I grabbed the pitcher of water and I just started drinking the pitcher of water. And I was fucked up. And then they were like, they're like, you need to go. Like, you need to, you need to leave. <laughs> but yeah, that place fucking closed down. But yeah, they were hurting for a while because there was a point in time where they couldn't even pay, um, like, the girls that worked there. Like, the, the Hooters girls. They couldn't even pay them. Like, their checks, their paychecks were bouncing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then and then there was a time which I'm surprised they even made it through where they lost their liquor license. And their uh, yeah, and the chefs, all the well, it's the chefs. That's that's being very generous. And the cooks. Um, they went on strike 
And so the, they kept it open. So it was BYOB. And the only reason you would show up is if you brought your own alcohol and got to watch like some of the like the games that were on. Yeah. And that was like they didn't serve food, they didn't serve alcohol. Like it was just, hey, you can come here and chill, watch the TVs, like bring your own shit. <laughs> so get a bag of chips and some beers, like sit down. <laughs> yeah, you'd bring like you literally bring your beer and they'll bring you like a bucket full of ice. That was like basically all they could give you and water. Like and soda, <laughs> that, that was fucking it for like. You just had, like dude, tip bro, that went on for like, dude. It was like a month at least. Like it was, it went on for like a little bit. It was fucking, it was wild. Uh, um, I'm surprised like it even like survived through that time period to to last as long as it did. Because I think after that they finally it was privately owned. I think it was like a franchise. And I think corporate stepped in was like, yeah, okay, like this fucking place. Like there's no reason that a Hooters in Hawaii should be losing like this much money basically. Yeah. Um, and then corporate stepped in and they sent their own dude, um, like their own manager there. And I think you met him too. It was the Asian dude who um, I think you, I think you, me and Champney went one day and they didn't, they forgot to pay for like NFL Sunday ticket. Oh yeah. yeah, and then so we're like, where the fuck are the games? And and could the new because it was the new manager, and he was like, oh shit, and he had like run upstairs and like work it all out and like get the games on and stuff. And um, and so we so we were watching the games, and that guy ended up getting fired. So the corporate manager they sent up ended up getting fired because he fell into the same trap that most of the managers there fell into which is they got really close with like the locals and really close to like the regulars and he got fired for like drinking on the job or something he'd come in and just like take shots with us and shit and, and just fucking shit canned them <laughs> but yeah dude that was wild absolutely crazy i'm glad i didn't spend any holidays there that's for sure yeah for spent real. many birthdays there many not my birthdays yeah. but uh morrison's birthday i spent there and he got he he would look I'll never forget this. He'll look at a waitress and he was already tanked and he just turned 22 and he'd be like, Hey, you ever see a dead body? And they'd be like, what? And he's like, you're about to see one tonight. And he'd take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah, dude. I love going there with the comp guys though. Like going there with Goody. Oh, yeah. Goody, Goody was great. Yeah. He, he was a good time, but yeah, man. Other than the holidays, like, what did it look like day to day, like for your job? Well, I mean, it depends on what rank I was, honestly. So, like, as a Lance Corporal, day to day was like being a bitch, getting told <laughs> what to do. <laughs> like, what? They told what to do what? Oh, uh, like dumb shit. Like, fucking go help radio with this. Uh, radio, radio always needed always help. The bullshit working parties that you're always put on to stuff. But as far as my job and stuff, a lot of help desk stuff, which was cool. So I had to learn my the basic of my job, which uh, I am still doing um, IT shit outside of the Marine Corps. I was uh-huh. IT when I was in. So it was cool that that like, started my basis and then I built up more and more and more as I ranked up, doing getting more technical with my job. And not, yeah. as a sergeant, I was you know teaching you know corporals and lance corporals and PFCs and shit like what I was taught by my fucking seniors and shit. So that, that was cool. Like seeing that transition and then even like a fucking junior Marine I had commented on a, on a or uh, coming to my post or something and said something the other day. And I was, it was like, cool. Like, you know, like seeing that shit and yeah, you know, they're fucking corporals. You know, they're fucking picking up. It's like, yeah. How did, so how did that, like, 
so you're talking about kind of like the evolution of like yourself through like your ranks and stuff. And so I like me personally, whenever I kind of I was kind of put in a weird position, like I had a senior who left like halfway through my workup and then or like almost towards the tail end of my workup. And then I got a new like corporal that was in charge of me um, that was in charge of me until I picked up corporal like a couple of months later. Um, But I personally always thought like like whenever I had to teach, I always had to teach like the grunts, like all radio stuff all the time. Like I was constantly teaching these classes and, but it like, in doing so, I felt like I, I was like better. Like I felt like it made me better at being a radio operator. Do you think you felt the same way? Like whenever, like you had to teach a lot of the new guys who came from the fleet, you know, their, their heads are dripping with like this knowledge that their, their instructors have been feeding them for like the last, how long, how long is IT school? It's like two months three months or is it longer four months it's four months i think it's four months something like that yeah Yeah, like i I definitely as i picked up it was more of like i need to know this like my job was technical you know like configuring switches and like building like you know servers and stuff yeah and there's so much so much you need to know like to to that and so much stuff you need to remember on the fly and stuff so you're not like pull out gunny google and fucking looking up shit or asking questions and stuff yeah. So uh, having Linquist too was uh, was um, was great for me because he like motivated me to be better and shit. Because he was like him, him as my competition and stuff. Then plus took over help desk. Like better how? Like better in your job, but like better as a marine. Yeah, yeah. Like better as a marine too, because like I don't want him like fucking knowing fucking everything. I don't know shit, you know. Yeah. So, like that kept me like I need to look good for my peers, you know. Because I wanted I wanted to make sergeant before I got in the Marine Corps. That was, that was yeah. a goal of mine. So I can't be underperforming you know, and think I'm going to pick up and stuff. So yeah, it kept me on my game and stuff and, and staying smart. And that allowed me to become a better, you know, Marine and in my job field allowed me to get out and have a job now where I control the network by myself and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great, man. That's great. I keep getting offered like all these IT jobs. I'm like, dude, I don't know. Do it, shit. Do it, dude. It's you can, you can learn it. You're smart. Dude. I'm telling you. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what I just had. To... Now you I just had a dude today come in and, uh, and I work at GameStop like part-time while I'm using my GI bill. So, I mean, that's something I definitely want to talk about eventually on the podcast is like the great benefit of like going to school after you get out and utilizing yeah. your GI bill. Cause like, especially going, especially going back to school. I mean, I, I did, I took like a couple of accelerated courses prior to joining the Marine Corps, but like getting back into school, um like oh like a lot obviously a lot older and wiser like i was like a 20 i'm 24 now i was like a 23 year old freshman you know yeah. in high in, in in high school that would have been crazy <laughs> how many times i get held back you know <laughs> this dude look at who the fuck brought this guy now it would, it would like be like a 23 year old freshman in college and and then you're also getting your all your schools paid for yeah. and then your books are all paid for and i'm thinking to myself i'm like man like this could be like really easy to just fuck up you know, <laughs> you know it's really you're, you're basically giving his hand out but i used i kind of thought about it in a way of like i'm getting paid to go to school so i might as well do great you know i might as well like at take it like as if it's a job but to, kind of, to stop the rant there um when i was um like as i i was put in a position where you know kind of like thrown to the wolves like okay like you're a radio operator like all these guys are just grunts. Like nobody knows how to do your job, but you, 
So if you can't do your fucking job, then everyone's gonna know about it. Like, like there's there's no hiding it. There's there, yeah, when calm is down, dude. Calm is fucking down. Like, there, there's only one person to blame. And I had a really great. Um, he was a platoon leader when I was uh, when I was a boot, and then he became the XO for my uh, for our second deployment, and. Um, he he used to always bring up like this football analogy like you guys are like the kickers on the team like you're just expected to to make the kicks yeah. you know and step up in like the big games and make those kicks like that's just your job and if you don't you miss the kick like everyone knows you missed the kick and everyone fucking hates you <laughs> so so yeah but like having that pressure on me like i definitely like absorbed it and i, I had really great mentors which was i think was I think was crucial for the both of us in our, in our experience was having like guys who at the end of like, yeah, they'll fuck with you. But at the end of the day to have guys that were just like, Hey, like this is how your, your job needs to be done. Like, this is the standard that we're holding you at. Like, and to not only just like to set that standard, but to help you achieve that. And then more, I think was very important. I think you and I definitely lucked out with a lot of like NCOs that we had. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like my, data chief fucking um staff sergeant bame he was like set the standard when i got in like he he's a great dude best model model leader like I yeah marine corps like definitely great was great, he great dude and, was he the one that spoke korean yeah 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 he was yeah Asian, or, you know, he lived in korea i think it was and that's where he met his wife at and you know uh he knows korean and stuff he's a great dude he's, st he's still married he's, he's uh, um tour he lives out in hawaii now again I, i'm pretty sure he's okay in hawaii oh yeah, so he's uh, still in he's still in oh yeah yeah he went to recruiting right at right he we all, i only had him as a dad chief for i think like six months or so right before, yeah like, close to a year right, right before we deployed he, he left and um yeah him and and uh baldwin were were, were great and that's what, what really like made me like who i was on, on that aspect and then the, with the stress of getting the calm come up and stuff dude i remember getting out of the field and like the first time i had experience like you no know, like get you need to have like the network up like now the seals yeah together now because like the bc's rolling in like you don't have a fucking choice yeah so that shit was like pretty stressful like doing the layout and our, our even getting the network up if there's issues getting up and stuff like that mm -hmm. we had a problem out in, out in korea getting connected to the satellite in general we had to fucking move this fucking satellite back and forth fucking ever yeah yeah that was that's where i got my pretty much where i i earned my nam was in uh was in korea because we got yeah. there and they were they had like that software um i think they call it speed where you could like test how good the connections were from every you remember that software yeah, um you could test yeah. like the connections and like they're like okay like this is where we're gonna do our training and it was all like red like they're like yeah there's gonna be no comp in these areas mm -hmm. and and then it was gunner gunner Bershuti and uh one other it was a major i can't i think he was the battalion xo at the time i can't remember his name but they packed me manthe and morrison in a car and they were like in a, or in a van and they're like we're gonna go to these sites like we've rent and, and it was uh at the time lieutenant voss now uh is he still captain captain voss i don't know well, voss is a badass but they packed us in this car and they were like we're going to drive to all these sites where we're going to be doing all this training and shit. Like we're going to see if you guys can actually get calm up, you know, if calm's actually possible. And they, yeah. it, but beforehand they told us like, shit, they're like, yeah, it's impossible. Like they're, they're like, we've already, I think someone already went out there and tried to, and couldn't get it up. And then they're like, okay, like you guys, we're just, 
going to take you out, see if you could just fucking figure something out. And we did, dude. We got come up everywhere. And like, and then Colonel Norton, who's, I think he was like the, you know, whoever of the fourth Marines at the time, like he found out and he was like, holy shit. He came, he came and like visited us like in person and was like, damn, like he's like, nobody else has been able to get come up in these mountains, but you guys, you guys were able to do it. And as a fucking Lance Corporal at the time, who was basically like put in a position like I had to do it myself, like Manthe basically supervised me. <laughs> like he's like figured the fuck out. But then he helped me out. He helped me out with the HF stuff, but all the other stuff, he was just like, hey, like figured the fuck out kind of thing. But uh like for him to come down like personally and like thank us and shit and like able to do like all those the additional training and shit, like because of that was kind of a big deal. And he gave me like a challenge coin, which I still have. Yeah. Um and then, like, shortly after, they wrote me up for, like, a NAM for that. But, um, I mean, for doing my job, I guess, for making mac and cheese, you know. But, yeah, I mean, the, it's – yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, so my day-to-day looked like um, it was really whether we were going to the field or whether we not, we weren't. Like, that's what my job really revolved around was am I going to go – are we preparing to go to the field? Because if we are, then I'm I'm at the comp shop which I've never oh, at. In my room. <laughs> yeah, let's, I'm either at the bar somewhere, you know, or I'm in my room sleeping or at my house sleeping, you know, and uh, just chilling, like enjoying Hawaii. Like, dude, there were some days, I shit you not, like, and this is taxpayer money hard at work here. Like, I get a call from someone, they're like, hey, I need you to come sign this shit. And I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, like, I'll, I'll figure it out. Like, maybe I'll get there today. If not, I'll do it first thing tomorrow morning. They're like, okay, good. They'd be like, what's, what's that sound? I'm like, oh, nothing. And I hang up and they can hear the waves because I'm on the beach. <laughs> they can hear the wind and the waves. Because <laughs> I'm like in a fucking beach chair, like kicked back at like 1230 in the afternoon, like uh, with some with some beers and stuff. Like, because I'm like, I didn't have shit to do today. But, but like when I was in the field, dude, like that's where, like, that's why I did those things to like, you know, when we weren't, when we were in garrison was because of the fact that, like, when we were in the field, dude, like, sleep was, like, not a thing. Like, like calm was up. We, we'd always constantly break down and then, and then set up somewhere else and just the stress of having that. And then, like, staying up right before we run a range or something and programming all the fucking radios or all the fucking nets and checking every single fucking one to make sure that they work. And then having to sign out every single one and shit like that. I never lost... A fucking radio, thank God. I almost did one time, and it wasn't even my fault. I was fucking, I almost killed, I almost killed a man. But uh, I was I actually had a court date. I wasn't even there that day, and then I come back. I'm like, are we good? Like, we're good? And, yeah, the other corporal who, I was, who was in my company at the time was like, yeah, we're good. We're all up. And I was like, all right. Next morning, I come back, and I'm giving out the radios again, and one was fucking missing. And I was like, you motherfucker. Like, I, I dude. But luckily, we found it. But. And we found it at the place we were training at. Like, it wasn't even, like, with us. Like, it was oh, in the way. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so they left it. So one of the grunts dropped it. Didn't say anything. And then when they turned on all the radios, the corporal who was with me, like, who should have definitely double-checked it. Like, that was definitely on him. And it was on me as well as, like, kind of, like, his senior in a way. As, like, the senior guy at, on hand. It was definitely up to me as well to, like, double-check him, which I didn't. And I just kind of took it. I was like, okay, you're a corporal. Like, you know, how hard is the count of fucking radios that come in? Like, you know how many we have. 
And then, uh, yeah. And then, so the people who found it were the people who were hired for like role players to like, for like when we did like close quarter combat yeah. shit. And yeah, so they were the one that found it and they handed it to the, to the dude who like ran the company for, um, for the role players. And he, like, we fucking, here I was sprinting off this fucking 53, right? The 53 lands I'm sprinting off, like fucking covered in cami paint, you know, got a bat, like a radio on my back. And I'm like, like fucking, <laughs> yeah, literally like out of a movie, like, and I'm like propped up like insecurity. And I just get this like tap on my shoulder. And it's like the, this dude, he's like in civvies and he was like, Hey man. And my first sergeant's right next to me. He was like, Hey man, did you guys, uh, lose a radio last night and i was like oh fuck i was like yeah i did um because by that time i already reported it missing like i had to, I had to tell my first arm i had to tell my co because we were right about to get on the birds and like fucking you know go do this training and had to tell them like hey like we lost the fucking radio like we're down a radio like we're down green gear it has crypto on it like it's it's a big fucking deal you know like people get sent to the brig for shit like this and uh and then luckily the dude was like, "Hey, I have it. I have it right here." Like he's like one of my employees. Like found it. Like and, ch- and chilling one of the mount houses, you know, one of the fake houses. Like well, I guess one of the grunts. There and forgot about it. Yeah. No, I think he like dropped it. I think it like because you know they're clearing rooms and shit. So um, I think he had a lot of the grunts had a bad habit of putting it in like their dump pouch, yeah. and I think it like fucking fell out or something, or maybe he set it down and left it. But well, he lied about turning it in, and then at the same time, um, like the guy who was i guess like sort of my peer didn't double check that but yeah so that was that's one of the stresses of the job but like yeah it, it, the day-to-day uh in the gar- garrison was very fluid i guess would be the best word yeah. like i it wasn't really structured and then in the field it was, was like you know i was always the first one up for radio i was like the last one for radio watch so i was up before everybody else and then I was the last one on radio watch. That was kind of like my thing. Like during like waking hours, I'd wake everybody up and I'd be the one there to make sure everything wasn't fucked up before I went to sleep, before everyone went to sleep. But which meant I didn't sleep as much, but it was what it is what it is. Like it is it I definitely, is. I definitely fucking made up for it by like working my ass off. And it was like very short periods of time. It's like working like contracts, you know, like, yeah. like, okay, like you're going to go work here for like, three months but then you get like three months off that's kind of how i like i treated it It was like okay i'm gonna go bust my ass for like you know these however many weeks we're in the field and i'm come back and i'm fucking chilling big chilling <laughs> but shit yeah fuck um anything you'd like to add man i think uh um no man it was good talking to you yeah it was great i mean yeah i'm, I'm thankful thanksgiving thankful to have you thankful to have aaron oh, yeah. You guys are part of this. Thankful for all the guys and men and women that we served with. Definitely thankful for them. Um, hope they had a great ball. Saw a lot of pictures from the ball. Oh, yeah. A good, a good Veterans Day. Um, yeah, it's a great, great time all around. But yeah, we'll we'll conclude on that with you. Uh, I'm gonna be. I, I do want to say real quick then. Yep. Um, I do want to say thanks to everybody listening. All my friends and stuff. Everybody who's given reviews to me and told me how they love liked it what i need to change and stuff when you change keep talking to us we're uh yeah. we're excited if you want to listen to anything let's talk about anything send a question to our email uh rolling vets podcast at gmail.com and uh we'll see you next time okay so you, well, you were saying that um about the day-to-day stuff yeah yeah 
it's like it's kind of like whenever anybody asks me about like hey what what was your job in the marine corps it's like well depends are we talking garrison or field are we talking like you know normal monday through friday is there a hike planned is there some stupid gas mask seaburn bullshit like come on man <laughs> yeah yeah so that's what uh so chris and i touched on that as well but uh, one of the main things that we touched on was um the fact that it's thanksgiving tomorrow and uh, and then uh so i wanted to ask you like what's like a very fond memory of the holidays for you like while in the marine corps i got a shitty one you want to hear that instead? yeah okay we can do both you, you <laughs> give me because we did shitty ones too so you give me a real shitty one and then a real good one like a fond one and one that you'd love to forget oh okay so thanksgiving day um this is when I first got the Mackie. Well, not first got, but like my first year or so in Mackie Hall, which for all you guys that don't know is the worst barracks in the Marine Corps. Commandant yeah. visits it every like, what, two years, year? Yeah. And says, yeah, this place sucks. Got it. Tulsi Gabbard came and visited it right before we left. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's a shit show. Anyways. Um, so worst first fucking barracks in the Marine Corps. And... On Thanksgiving Day, the fucking toilet overflowed in the bathroom. And I'm talking shit was coming out of the toilet. It was coming up through the shower, like in the entire place to smell like shit. And nobody wanted to do anything because everybody was off. You know, they and, had like and, but this was it was just your room or how many rooms does this affect? It was literally my room and the room next door. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know everybody that flushed upstairs like it would come down and up through our room because we were at the very bottom and yep. it sucked and nobody wanted to do shit and so it got to the point where like the bathroom was overflowing with water so we just took a bunch of towels and stuck it up against the door uh. <laughs> closed the place in there dude it was awful and then uh, i remember like a chief warrant officer ended up coming in and he's like yep that sucks on the next on the business like uh, we'll get somebody here as soon as we can and there's this plumbing guy he shows up and he's like man you took me away from my family my holidays i'm like bitch like yeah you wouldn't have those holidays if it wasn't for us and it was just like you know big mexican dude and i was like dude i, I don't want to get into this man i'm already over it you think i want to like stay in a room that smells like shit yeah so inspection comes around field day i mean like at this point like they'd taken care of it um and there was like black mold growing on the walls inside i remember that yeah it's fucking uh, gross it, it was disgusting. and the water pressure was just insane uh, yeah yeah if i can yeah. go from super cold like freezing to the super hot yeah the scalding hot yeah oh uh, dude yeah mackie sucked i thought for a while i was gonna get out of having to stay at mackie and then it just turns out like literally right before i got out stayed at mackie <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to get out of that whole experience, but it's funny how you come full circle. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was Thanksgiving. What year was that? That was there. So that would have been 2019. No, 2017. 17, 17. Yeah. yeah. 2017. Yeah. It was rough. <laughs> rough stuff. And uh, so did you, did you travel to go home at all? Like for like the holidays? Uh, some holidays um i think i spent one christmas at home i think yeah how was that uh, i mean it was good i think my most fond christmas is actually the one we had in japanistan i yeah. told i told chris that story how first sergeant walked in with all the beers 
<laughs> yeah. Dressed up as Santa Claus. I uh, I missed that. I was on duty for uh, that one. Yeah, I, I'm talking about the very first Christmas. Before I was with you guys, I was, you know, in the actual, like, line platoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had, like, the Christmas tree decoration and weapons one because of what? What what was the tree? Uh, I don't I don't remember. I, I think, is this the one that we had the ugly sweater contest and and was this the one in hawaii because we spent no. one okay i was about to say because we spent one christmas deployed and then then we spent another christmas um like we had that christmas party that first started through i think there was a christmas party but i'm pretty sure it was in japan because i remember making like trees out of beer cans oh yeah so you guys did do that yeah headquarters yeah. platoon yeah. didn't participate in that but oh yeah we didn't even know we had to like it nobody even told us and then and then the other christmas party that we had with with first art that we threw in hawaii at one of the places on base um we didn't even know headquarters didn't even know that we had to make a tree for that you i mean you were already in headquarters yeah no no, we were the only ones yeah no you were because we brought a bottle of jameson remember i don't think so because because I, I remember had, I forced <laughs> for Simmons to go buy an ugly sweater. Remember this that? Is before Sim- I was talking about before Simmons, before he was. Oh, yeah. 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 That's what I'm talking about. Because that, that's the time that we were in Oki, right? Or. Yeah. Okay. Well, hmm. I don't know. Everything blends together, man. It does. Uh, it After so a while, <laughs> doesn't it? I never thought like I never thought that would happen Too like after I got out. I'm like, how could I forget some of the shit? that we yeah. went through you know yeah, and and even some of like the really really bad shit that we went through like some of the severe weather you know climates that we've had to, that we had to deal with and like some of like just the bullshit like like that one time when we got back from being op four turn all our weapons in the armory everyone went home and then they told us we had to come back <laughs> check our weapons back out and spend the night at boondockers you know it, it's sometimes i actually forget that i went through, through that like stupid a gas mask seaburn thing and, the and next dude, morning yeah where yeah. we literally just put it on and took it off and then, uh, that was it that's why we stayed <laughs> an extra night when everyone was home with their families for being gone for like three weeks yeah people yeah, so, like they turn in the rifles they were in the barracks and they were already drinking and they're like hey yeah. guys get your gear pull your rifle again like we're going back out <laughs> what ridiculous yeah. absolutely ridiculous but so you said the the christmas party with the beer can tree was that is was that your most fond? There. well that's where i learned how to play beer ball i had never even heard of beer ball before that yeah. now i teach it to all my friends anytime yeah. we're not doing something be like hey watch this <laughs> um but Another really fun one was actually the 4th of July, the very the very last one that we had in Okinawa, where you and fucking Phillips, remember you put uh, on your Alpha's coat and he had like yeah. the cheese goggles with his... his yeah, uh, we family. got back. We got That was the night I met Carolyn. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we went to, we bar hopped and then, uh, and then we got back and I started playing Bruce Springsteen's like Born in the USA. And I put, I put my, I was literally just in my boxers, like my briefs, put my, my, um, my chucks on. No, like my chuck- 
Oh, no, he had his yeah, office. yeah, no, he yeah, he had his dress blues. Yeah, he, he was he was wearing his dress blues top, That's blue right. jeans, and, yeah. and his fucking combat boots, and the peace goggles, <laughs> and then the peace goggles. <laughs> and I had uh, I th- I had my eight point cover, the chucks, and like flip flops, and then like I was just like in my boxers, like we were running around. I think I have an epic picture of that. And I think we were playing what, Battlefield 1 yeah. or something in the back. Yeah, about, yeah, we were playing Battlefield 5. And five. Uh, and then we went up to, uh, I think it was like, I can't, whatever floor Third Platoon was on, we went to their lounge and fucked with them for a little bit, you know, like walked around like pouring shots, like playing a little beer pong and whatnot. And then, uh, yeah, then we came back. But yeah, that was... That was that was a great holiday. Good. Until Phillips yeah. picked a fight with a uh, certain someone, and I don't think it was. Oh, that was that, that was night. night. That was, was that night. night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. The great the great thing about that though was like, we were like, oh, it's the Fourth of July. Like, let's just go out and get sushi. And then Phillips was like, sushi, yeah, Phillips was like, oh, I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking. We're not gonna drink. <laughs> and I was like. I was like, all right, okay, fine. <laughs> and then we went and uh, I started drinking. Like I started, I got some sake at the sushi place. And then what he was, was like, doing? you was were I there. I was there, right? Yeah, it I'm was you. Sure I went to that sushi place. The one with the conveyor belt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure it was, I guess it was, I know River was there. Yeah, it was I you. I, oh, it was you, River, me and Phillips. That's what it was. And Simmons was there too, right? Because we had two different tables. There was too many of us. No, no? I don't no, think so. I don't think Simmons came out with us because I wasn't going out with Simmons yet because he was still a Lance Corporal. Oh, okay. we didn't. I didn't really start taking him out until like I think I think a little bit into our deployment. But um, yeah, so it was like you, me, River. Maybe Simmons was there. Maybe it was a five crew. I, it might have been a five crew, a crew of five. I remember um, it was so many of us, we had to get two separate tables. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So then we went to sushi and he's like, I'm not going to drink. Cause if I drink, then we're probably going to stay out. And I was like, yeah, don't worry about it, man. We're not going to drink. And I started drinking and now just casually. And he was like, maybe one beer, <laughs> maybe one. And I was like, yeah, go ahead. And then, and then he finishes his beer and he looks at me and he goes, it's like, Moss, you motherfucker. Like now we got to stay <laughs> out. And I was like, that's fine with that's fine by me. And when that's when we we bar hopped everywhere. We went to uh, start with that wagyu steak too, right? That wab- uh, wagyu steak. I'm pretty yeah. sure because it was yeah. super cheap out there. Mm-hmm. It's like top grade beef for like nothing. Yeah, it was that was awesome. Yeah, I, I told him um, uh, one of my best holidays was actually my birthday in Thailand, where um, that's right. I turned 21 on that last day of training. And they had, it was so fucking crazy because they had like massage parlor, massage parlor. And this is like in the middle of the jungle. Like there's no electricity. There's, there's like nothing out there. There's literally like we, on that bus ride, I thought we were going to get killed. Like, <laughs> like we're driving in the dark in the middle of the fucking jungle. Like, and I'm looking at these houses, like these houses that we're passing when we're going to BCK, like whatever that acronym stand for like it was a name like this was a very like thai yeah yeah um and these houses don't even have fucking doors or windows like it's just like the openings as if like it, it was a window but there's like no glass there's no door there's a doorway but there were there were no doors and i'm thinking to myself i'm like yo the king cobra like 
and all these other deadly ass snakes like roam around here like unchecked basically and these people are fucking sleeping in houses that like don't even have doors and windows like that was kind of like my first like snap back to like like reality like wow like you are in a very underdeveloped country right now like this is is probably it gets it, it definitely is worse somewhere else but it's pretty bad here and and then so we did all the training and whatnot and there was that one dirt road that was like the only way in and off a of base like and that's where all the vendors yep, set up line up this all they all just right next to each other and there was like a makeshift fucking massage parlors that was like one on each end and uh there was like the, five of them down that one hill right yeah and there was yeah. like i think like five or six bars it was just yeah but guys like, selling just, suits like i can't we can't even say like call call them bars they were literally no, like tents no, they were literally they were... tents <laughs> they were like tents and like buildings like like abandoned buildings that somebody just like took over you know like, you, you talk about like how you know these guys have no doors and the snakes and all that yeah. but like those guys there's some crazy motherfuckers out there like i remember we were searching for those nods that went missing that night you're oh. online and you just see this timerine go oh runs over opens this grate picks up this giant fucking boa and he's like look what i got look what i got and we're all just like what the fuck yeah. you know those guys were built different they were built different for sure like the instructor sure. that told us he got bit by a king cobra like three fucking times yeah it's like I'm like, I'm why are you still doing it? For the second time, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm like, why are you still fucking with them? He's like going around, like you know, like he's like throat checking them, and I'm like, what, I'm like, dude? What are you doing, man? Yeah, yeah, but I, I got so lucky because um, that last day of training, February 23rd, it was like Captain Kent. Captain Kent at the time was like, now Major Kent was like, hey, like it's it's our last day of training. We got the good to go, like to go out and have fun on that little strip or whatever on that dirt road he's like but you still got to wear your camis and you still got to wear your boonies and your sleeves are still down so i was like so we're literally just well, i mean we didn't have any civvies like yeah, they dropped like, our sea bags in the mud on our way to that <laughs> fucking internment camp so we uh so yeah so we got to go out and and get absolutely plastered i had people buying me drinks because it was my birthday and i didn't and know you I, at the time i mean like yeah. i knew of you but i didn't know you you know yeah yeah that was definitely an interesting time mooj bought me a bottle or something um that day uh that was yeah that was a great time the, to turn 21 and be able up. to drink on my 21st birthday yeah yeah and i remember you and i think morrison and monty was it no uh what was his name had a stupid bike denny. you know what i'm talking about was it denny no no it was uh Croc it was either croc mall or the guy or who shot, shot at his monty it was monty yeah yeah he shot he shot what didn't he shoot like his dad or his mom or some shit oh my back? god you're about <laughs> to put this shit on here <laughs> anyway oh back, back clown he uh i remember you guys all stumbling back in the gate and you're being belligerent as fuck i'm like damn some of you had a good time and the next morning on the formation they call you i like hey moss i think baker uh gunnery sergeant baker calls you out he's like hey moss you sober you all right you just <laughs> i can't call yeah, him no. you and you were too fucked up to even fucking so respond. what so what happened was escalano our corpsman our senior corpsman oh, no. in guy. the company um decides to 
feed me drinks all night and encourage other people to buy me drinks because it's my birthday, right? And I even like cut myself off where I was like, okay, I'm like really fucked up. And and then Captain Kent, you know, I show up at this other bar where they have karaoke going on, and Aaron sends up there singing fucking karaoke. <laughs> like, um, that's and, the one right outside the gate, right? Like the yeah, the bar uh, yeah, in the middle of the hill. Yeah, I think it was like closer. Yeah, so they I think it was up like to a the truck gate. or some shit. And they uh, no, no, that girls. was that was like a couple bars down. There's like oh, a couple okay. bars down, a couple <laughs> tents down, you know. <laughs> um, but and Captain and Captain Kent was like, hey, like it's your birthday let me buy you a drink and i was like sir i am fucked up i was like sir i can't i can't take anymore he's like he's like you're gonna refuse a drink from your co and i was like oh shit and i was i knew i was in trouble because all the beers that were served there were 40 ounces they weren't they weren't like normal size beers like these thai people they knew that marines were coming and they were coming to drink <laughs> the marines so, are coming to yeah drink. so they brought like the every beer you ordered was like a 40 ounce and and so I was like, fuck it. All right. Like I'll have it. And then after that, I was toast, dude. I, I just remember like stumbling back and then laying down and we all slept in that like warehouse looking thing where it was just like screen. It was like screen doors. And then everyone slept on the floor, like on this concrete slab. Like it, it was fucking miserable. Uh, all these sweaty, like d- drunk dudes in like a very small confined space. <laughs> I actually don't remember where I slept that night. I remember I convinced someone that I was sober and got them onto base, like so another marine. Yeah, and I was like, good. And then I like walked away, and somehow the next morning I like remember waking up and to the sound of people just puking in the bathroom. You, yeah, so that's where I ended up. I laid down. <laughs> and I was like, I'm f- well, first I walked up to the door and I see like this like U shape of like a water stain from like the doorway to like around it. And I was like, what the fuck? And then somebody, I think it was Johnson, the Corman Johnson was like, Taryn, he, he goes, yeah, Taryn. He te- yeah, Taryn goes, he goes, oh, that's Gunny Baker. Like Gunny Baker threw up. And I was like, <laughs> no fucking way. And I, I wanted to fuck with him so badly, but I was like, Morrison was like a little bit more sober than me. And he was like, nah, don't fuck with him. Like, don't fuck with him. Like, I was like, okay, good call. I go lay down. I lay down, dude. I stripped down to like my boxers or whatever. I lay down and like I immediately got like sick. I was like, fuck, dude. Like I feel I got the spins really bad. Like my stomach doesn't feel good. Cause we had spent like by this time, we had spent like a couple weeks on the ship and we were already there for like three weeks in Thailand. Yeah. And we, so we hadn't drank in a, a, almost two months. And we were at higher elevation. We were high higher elevation. It was the humidity was crazy. Like you were oh, sweating yeah. like crazy. So like whatever alcohol out of my system prior to the to that trip was just gone so my and my tolerance, to my tolerance yeah. with it you know i'm pretty sure i ended up puking and i like ended up coming out of the stall and i see somebody like laying in their own puke in the urinal like they puked in the urinal and like fell asleep in it and i was like what the fuck Wait, i gotta go back <laughs> so so patris finds me passed out in one of the stalls like I felt like I needed to take a shit. So I sit down and take a shit and I like I just start throwing up and like and I pass out basically. And <laughs> so Patrick finds me like like just dead and gets me like, you know, pulls up my pants, you know, like gets me up like 
is like okay like we need to get you like help basically and it gets me like outside and then next you know i'm sitting next to like gunny baker who's getting two ivs like one in each arm and he's smoking a cigarette (laughs) (laughs) and then i'm laying there and i'm like damn it's fucking cold outside and (laughs) and uh i'm like kind of like coming to now i'm kind of like okay like now i'm trying to i'm getting like awareness and they're like okay moss i can hear escalana like okay moss like we're gonna give you an iv we're gonna give you an iv and i'm like thinking to myself like escalana i thought escalana was so drunk that he passed out i was like no i was like escalano i was like him and i basically carried ourselves back like he carried each other back like he was fucked up and i'm like Who's giving me the IV? <laughs> and I look down and I see Patris, the mortarman, with the needle in his hand. And he was like, okay, Moss, stay still. And <laughs> sticks me. <laughs> he sticks me. A mortarman sticks me. Escalano's like back there saying, like, oh yeah, that's a good, that's a yeah, that's a good vein. And I'm like, dude, how could you even see anything right now? You're just as drunk as I am. And then and then Patris, like, he sticks me, right? And he's looking around and he's like, where's the bag and i'm like i'm like what and he's like moss whatever you do just don't look down because he managed patris in his you know drunkness and everything managed to actually hit a vein and but they didn't hook up the bag to the needle so i'm squirting out fucking blood now there's blood down my arm and i'm looking i'm like i'm like what the fuck is going on and then finally they got the bag and like hooked it up and everything and i was like thank god I was about to bleed out, you know, drunk as fuck. But uh, that's how I spent my 21st birthday was, I was ha- to, having to get an IV. I talked to Taryn um, afterwards and he's like, yeah, dude, I gave like 20 IVs that night. I tried to wake up Escalano, but he was like asleep on the bag, sucking his thumb and we couldn't get him up for shit. Until like you know, two hours later, whenever he finally he was comes a thumb to. sucker, wasn't he? He was oh, a thumb sucker. He was. <laughs> oh man, I could not believe it when I heard. The it. Funny, like, yeah, so, we had mortarmen and machine gunners fucking giving IVs. Oh, and shit. dude, like, it was hilarious. The best, the best thing, and I have to say this about uh, one of our corpsmen, Marrero, because you know Chris, one of my fucking you know best friends. Yeah, he, yeah, he roomed with me. Him and his wife roomed with me for a while, so. Uh, and he gives me shit about a lot of things, so I'm going to give him shit now. So he was so drunk, right, that he pissed in the sink and then washed his hands in the urinal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And then, and then the next morning, he was so hungover that when we're on, we're on the bus going back to the ship, he throws up in his meg bed. <laughs> on the bus oh no <laughs> and he throws up all over brooks brooks was sitting in front of him. i remember that i remember yeah. brooks bitching him out one time for that oh that was Dude, straight up he was like i just because i because he was in the bathroom when i stumbled into the bathroom i was still like relatively conscious and he was just he was getting out of the shower because he was like he hopped in the shower i guess to sober up and they, he was like, they're like, here, here's some like clean like skivvies. And he's like, no, I'm going to wear my skivvies. And apparently like he like fucking threw up on his skivvies or, or something. And he put his dirty skivvies on, went over, pissed in the sink. And then came over and like, like literally like flushed the urinal. was like washing his hands. <laughs> <laughs> he was so drunk. 
Oh, that man. night was I actually you know it's funny I would not have remembered that night if you hadn't brought it up like yeah it was a good time I remember it being a good time yep. but I don't remember all this I remember I did wake up the next morning and I didn't have my blouse I was like dude what the heck like you know yeah. where's my where's my shit and I talked to uh do you remember Twistle Corporal Ant Whistle Big yes dude. yes yeah. yes I remember him him his twin brother freaked me out one time yeah dude that was that was scary that was yeah. like okay. he's like he's looking at me and i turn around and i see him again i was like wait a second like did you just change clothes real quick like yeah, how wasn't, are you his, over there? His, wasn't his brother a sergeant too yeah 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 so that's now i think well yeah they're probably both sergeants now but at the time like when he was in india he was a corporal and his brother was a sergeant and then i was like looked at him one day he was over at the bricks and i was like i was like when did you pick up sergeant and he's like oh you're probably thinking of my brother and i'm like and I thought he was fucking with me. I was like, right. ah, ha, ha, like very funny and like walked away. And then, and then I saw his brother come and I was like, oh <laughs> shit, like literally spitting image. Identical they, twins. they react the same way too. Like, you know, like the weird, like, uh, like, I don't know how like his mannerisms were. I can't remember them, but like they would do the same thing. And yeah. Like, Holy shit. Now there's two of them. <laughs> oh man. How's the? But anyways, he comes up. And he like passed me on my blouse and it's like wet. I'm like, you know, like what happened to my blouse? Like I had to wash it. Like you puked over it. I was like, what? I did. Uh, I don't know if it was my puke or someone else's, but like he washed my shit for me. And, yeah. Like, this is like Lance Corporal Potter at the time. I was like, I'm going to get fucked up for this later, aren't I? Holy yeah. Shit. Nothing happened. He's just a chill dude. <laughs> dude, yeah. I remember I was, there was one of the bars where like there was no bathroom. You had to literally piss off the side of a hill. <laughs> what? And- yeah, and it was right next to one of the massage parlors, so I had to. Well, so I'm gonna the top of the hill, like because I didn't go towards I, dude, the top. I, I don't I, think. Dude, I don't remember what was top, bottom, sideways, or whatever <laughs> from like the like the bars. I just remember stumbling from each one and then ma- magically making it back to base. But um, so I'm like I'm with Sergeant Brown too, the mortarman, and we're like pissing right next to each other, and he takes my fucking boonie and just throws it off the hill. <laughs> I had to crawl down this piss fucking filled hill, like piss covered <laughs> hill, to grab my boonie and bring it back up. Dempsey, and then I, and right? then I, yeah, yeah, Dempsey. And then I get up all the way to the top, right? And like this massage parlor had like the cinder block wall, but it was like maybe like shoulder, like shoulder height. Um, and I see Garcia from Third Platoon, Jacob, over the side of it, like this throwing up on the side of the <laughs> building and the woman that was giving a massage was still giving him a massage <laughs> he's like, as he's like throwing up on the side he was hey boss <laughs> like you all right man and she's like oh, rubbing his back and like still working his leg like oh man dude that was a wild night dude that was, that was it's crazy night. that's why that was my 21st birthday like i was so fucking lucky that that all that fell into place you know, and that all that happened on that on that day, like definitely one of my most fond memories of like a holiday. Well, my personal holiday. But no, yeah, that was that's it doesn't get better than that because I remember my twenty first. I think you were the person to give me my first legal drink in the U.S. Yeah, and that was yeah. and it was like I think a week before we deployed and went out to Okinawa and I could drink again anyway. So I was kind of like yeah. bummed out about that. And I was like, hey, you know, but. I don't know. It was it was really cool. Like that was a good experience, but nothing on the level of fucking Thailand, dude. Like yeah, Thailand was it was lawlessness. And then because so that next day we like went, we took the bus back to the ship, and they're like, hey, like this tonight's your first night limbo. 
And everyone's like, oh, shit. Because everyone's so fucking hungover from the night before. Like, I knew, I even thought about, like, saying, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to. That was I'm just going to. Yeah, me. I was like, I'm just going to stay on the, I'm going to stay on the ship, bro. <laughs> like, never requested for me. I did some but then, questionable but then, things that night. Yeah, but then Morrison was like, um, Morrison was like, yeah, come on, man. We're only getting, like, two nights. Like, he's like, you're, you're not going to want to miss out on this experience. And I was like shit fuck it all right so i was like hung over as fuck but still went and still dude had a wild night that's when i like saw like the we paid to see the donkey show but it wasn't the donkey show it was like this woman doing all this fucking yep. crazy stuff i was like I what it. am i watching i missed it i i've heard stories about it and i regret it but i missed that show i uh yeah. we started off the trip the with... pong show that's what it was the pong show yeah we started off the night at, um, there was like, the ship was docked, then there was the mall. To the right of the mall, there was like this open area, right, which is like this dance floor, like it was like this club outside, but to the right of the, there was some tents, and each tent like had this table, and there's- was, is this, Are you describing the Philippines? That sounds like the Philippines. No, 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 this was Thailand. This is our first night of Libo in Thailand, not, not on the BCK camp. I'm um, trying to think, I'm trying to remember, because I thought in Thailand- there was another mall in Thailand, but that was a strip. I'm, I'm talking about uh, in okay, Thailand so- whenever we went into the, the city to drop us off at. We did do, which one did we have to take buses from the ship? Was that the Philippines or was that Thailand? I think that was Thailand, right? Buses? Yeah, because that's where the, yeah. we had to take buses from. Bu- the buses with like the, the weird stuff on the windows. Well, yeah, I mean, both. Yeah, I guess. So I guess yeah, that was Thailand. That was Thailand. So, so, because I thought, oh, yeah, because we would take the buses to go to the Hard Rock. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah, so, so that's why I'm trying to, I'm trying to like geographically like, pinpoint like what this, where this place is. Hard like, Rock like, was to the right of where we were at. So it was further yeah. down the street to the left. Mm-hmm. And there was this open like bar. And we started off the night with these like coolers and these like coolers of like three liter like towers. And usually it was like, oh yeah, you get a liter or like the three liter tower for like the entire table. It yeah. was six of it. It was like me, young, um, reader, fucking Jaeger, like that whole crew, winter and me. It was the five of us. And um, we got a three liter for each of us. Like we all got our, we'd, we'd be pouring that shit into our mouths. Like, okay. <laughs> Young got two, two, three liters. Yeah. Like, three liter towers. And we're like, okay, we're going to down this tower. Then we're going to go out. Dude, everything after that was kind of a blur. Young was lie. such a sponge, dude. That dude could just. Just drink everything. Drink yeah. and eat anything. And he was a skinny dude still. Like. Yeah. His, uh, his wife calls him a garbage disposal. Cause like anything yeah. you want, here you go. And just gone. Yeah. That dude was just. I could just absorb anything around him. It was it was definitely was impressive fit, to watch. You know, yeah, like crazy good fit. Like, yeah, yeah. it was blessed. Good genes. Yeah, good genes. Fun guy too. Like he didn't let anything go to his head or anything like that. He was always super down to earth, super chill. Yeah, uh, shit was goddamn. <laughs> Speaking yeah, of, he's yeah. fucking dead. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's still, still here. here. He's still here. He's Thank actually God. out by me. Uh, I hit him up the other day. I should go visit him. He's like he get an out hour and a half. No, no, he's in Pendleton. Okay, so he okay. Yeah. Yeah, his wife was really cool too. She used to come to like the barracks parties and shit. Yeah, yeah. She was yeah, she, she yeah, she could hang, dude. She would hang with the boys, like for sure. Yeah, she was pretty dope. She used to come to all the cookouts and stuff we used to have at Mackie. Yeah, wow. Hey, dude. 
We yeah, should, we yeah. Should hit some, we should get some of these guys on here. Well, that's what I was. I was just telling Chris this uh, after we uh, concluded our segment was um, that shortly here we're going to start making that roster. I hit up actually Alan. So Barrett, remember Barrett? Oh yeah, the drunken yes. kung fu at uh, the Australian <laughs> bar. <laughs> I was watching. I almost I forgot about something. that. No, you did not. I, was I almost forgot something that reminded me of that. I was like, "Holy shit!" Tell me that story again. <laughs> refresh, refresh my mind because I, okay. I fucking. So we oh went to the bar. I had just gotten off restriction, right? So I'm fucking yeah. hype. I can finally drink again. Like, let's yeah. go. And I remember meeting you guys at a bar, right? And you're sending Alan home. You're sending him home. I'm like, what? What happened? And you told me the story secondhand. So I think you'd have a better like. Okay. Yeah. So I think I remember what happened. It was because he was so drunk already. Um, he was. I forgot what we were trying to do. We were trying to do something, and he was definitely impeding something. Oh, and... you were trying to pick up girls. You were trying to pick up chicks, right? You were talking to these two hot. No. Like, he was. Oh no, no. We were setting up Cordova. No. Yeah, it was Cordova. Yeah. I was trying to talk to someone for Cordova. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, I was, hook him up. Yeah, so and um and I fucking I don't even know why Barrett came with us. I, I can't remember why, but um like little buddy rule or something. Oh, uh, I think all of head all of headquarters came out that night. I think. Yeah, because well, I went out with uh, Liel. Okay. So we stopped at like Six Pines, Seven Pines, and I remember yeah. this so vividly because we ordered um a hard cider because that's all the Aussies drank, right? And it yeah. said 27% on it. And I was like, that's got to be a typo. It's about like 2.7, right? Yeah. So we get a pitcher and, you know, we pour it, we, we drink the whole entire pitcher, just talking, just shooting the shit. And I was like, do you feel anything? He's like, nah. Do you feel anything? Nah. So we ordered another pitcher and we downed the second pitcher. And then like, we stood up to like, you know, they like, yo, like what's going on? And we're like, oh, we should probably slow down, huh? Like, yeah. And then I remember walking across two bars and I met you guys. Yeah. And that's when Baron was on the way out. And yeah. And all that stuff. He was, ah, fuck. He was talking. Oh, we were watching. I think it was the, the live music, wasn't it? We were at that place where they're doing the live music. I think, I can't remember this. I can't remember, like, what exactly happened. He said something about fucking Kung Fu when I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, so bro, I was like, you need to I go heard, home. Like, you need to hear, like, it was. He, he like the girls you were talking to he was sitting behind them and he would keep trying to talk to them yeah but like they weren't into him so like they'd kind of shut him down and like keep talking yeah and, and he was, then he was just doing like kung fu in the back or something he's like let me show you my kung fu some shit like that dude it was the f- I, I just remember like being like okay like you're cut off <laughs> like alan <laughs> i remember that alan you're, you're done like you're <laughs> oh no he was oh, a good man. dude though i really enjoyed hanging oh he's out a great him. dude yeah that's what i'm t- that's what i'm saying he's a great dude i was uh just talking to him recently he um he's he's doing recruiting i think in west virginia and uh and that's where jerry did his recruiting too which is hilarious uh-huh. um so but he was telling me he was like dude like it's so fucking hard being a recruiter here he's like i'm either like these kids are either can't pass the ASVAB or they can't pass the drug test. And I was like, damn, that struggles. But I, I, told, I was telling him, I was like, dude, I would love to like have you on like the podcast sometime and, and for you to talk about like recruiting and like, like that whole, like this area of expertise that you have now from being, you know, a recruiter for a while and just kind of, so we could see things from, you know, his perspective. Um, 
because I, I neither, none of us ever took a B billet. You know, we were one of those. We got four and we got the fuck out. So yeah, yeah. I'm definitely gonna have him on there like yeah definitely gonna yeah fuck that (laughs) i was but i'm definitely gonna have him on here or we're definitely gonna have him on here and um and uh talk to him a little bit about that but we yeah we're definitely gonna start i'm gonna start putting some feelers out to some people like we're we're gonna get a list together put some feelers out and um have some i've already had a couple a couple good guys that have reached out to me about wanting to be on and stuff so for sure yeah yeah Uh... We should get Melina on here. If anybody can understand. Oh, it, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Melina eats this shit up. <laughs> Shout out to him, the fucking, the devil doc. You know, devil doc. he's the devil doc. Oh, oh, oh. Senior, yeah. senior line devil doc. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he was, he's one of the lucky corpsmen too, because he got the, he got really like, when he came to 3-3, he got thrown into like 81s. They were just like, hey, like, we need someone in 81s. Like, so he was with the Mortarmen. So he was with a weapons company, like his first you know, go around. And then after that, he was able to like, they were like, Hey, we need someone over at India and he got to come to India. So like, he's one of the lucky docs. I got to like stay basically with a company for a majority of his time in three, three and not have yeah. to really work at BAS a whole lot. It um, was cool hearing his perspective too, because we played op four all the time. Right. And mm-hmm. so he was with 81s for three, three. And like hearing his perspective about what we did and how we fucked him up as up yeah. was just the best, dude. I was like, hell yeah, this guy knows. I remember, I remember that last the time you were referring to. Um, what was it? What was that called? It's called, it was called some that last test right before you de- right before you deploy. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, it's gonna drive me insane now. If if anyone's watching this and they know exactly what I'm talking about, like you need to reply. Like it's an acronym, I'm pretty sure. Um, it's no, like that last, that, yeah, that last McCree. 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 Yes. Yeah. yes, 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 yeah. So the McCree, yeah, good shit. Um, yeah, so that was like our first McCree, and we went against the entire battalion. India Company went against the entire battalion and fucked them up. Like, and and I remember like after we've been fucking them up for a couple of days, we got in our like our last pause, and they were like. And I'm sitting there in the meeting, like as like Captain Cat and fucking who is that? Um, I can't believe. I, actually, I can't believe I forgot his name because I intentionally forced my body. I trained my body to forget this dude's name because I absolutely fucking hated him so much. Sergeant Major Noel. No. Um, no, he was he was the weapons platoon commander our boot year and then he was xo for like a very short period of time when we thought we lost oh, Thompson. Oh, I know who you're talking about. And then he became something else in the battalion. Hair, no, hair, no, no. Tall, dorky looking, black hair. Tall, dorky looking, black hair. I I almost can like this dude's name is like coming off my thing. He he became uh, some kind of he went when he went to H and S company afterwards. He was like in charge, I think, of like S four or something. I can't remember, but he became a captain like shortly after. He was, he was a first lieutenant with weapons platoon, our boot year. I don't. I remember. can't remember his dude's name. It was like right before Reed came, but. Oh yeah, no, this, Reed was my first platoon commander. So. Yeah, so this dude was a fucking idiot. I absolutely hated his guts, and, um, and I'm sitting there during this meeting, and and Captain Kent, now Major Kent, was like, "Hey, like." what do we do like we've been fucking them up it's like they're pretty embarrassed 
like we've embarrassed them like <laughs> we need to come up with a plan to kind of like lose and that's what they did do they literally sat there and all like the platoon commanders and the co the xo like they all sat there we're like brainstorming on a way that we could lose and so that night we're like okay that's that's what our attack is going to be like there's no way we don't lose during this attack and then it turned out the the attack that they planned that they were supposed that we were all supposed to get slaughtered we ended up flanking them and rolling up the entire line of the battalion <laughs> we fucked them up and, that's like the fifth we ended time. up yeah we ended up in the coc because and it I was remember like when we first landed they had helos coming in and we put mortars on them boom dead yeah the entire battalion gone <laughs> The second time they came in, we had Wil Wilmer, Brown, and Patrick got they got their money's worth. Yeah, sure. they did. And then I think we had outmaneuvered them like three different times mm -hmm. in the jungle. And then the fourth time when we were supposed to lose, we ended up just rolling them. Like you yeah. said. Yeah, we like, we ended up stumbling <laughs> upon like literally the end of their line and just rolling them up. That was the craziest thing. And the crazy thing is like we had that fucking seven ton with us that we had to cover with like the cami netting. I and, remember seeing that. We would just yeah, get so, water resupplies off the Humvee. Oh yeah. So we had to do that. Right. And like these fucking Cobras are flying around, like trying to find us. And dude, and we're all, like on that, like our first, our first position was like up on this tall ass hill. And these Cobras are like, I'm literally looking, like taking a piss and looking a fucking pilot, like in his eyes. <laughs> Like looking directly at him and he can't <laughs> see me for some reason he just couldn't see me through like the foliage but i'm like making almost like eye contact with this dude like that's how that's how fucking close they were flying and they couldn't find us like they couldn't they couldn't see us. they had no idea where we were at like that was like I the remember, craziest thing i remember they asked us for our pause rep and they called in a notional airstrike on that pause i was like dude come on like you're reinventing different yeah. ways to fucking beat us like come yeah. on Bunch of bunch of fucking losers. Yeah. Sore and losers. There, and then there was that fucking Hilo in Australia that wouldn't die. Bro, I that, remember that was ITX. That was ITX. ITX, yeah. California. The hind. Yeah. The hind. Yeah. The Russian yeah. fucking hind. Yeah. Carolyn and, and I were playing Battlefield 2042 and they have a hind in there. And I was just telling her, like, today I almost fucking broke my TV because <laughs> some dude was some dude was in the hind, like fucking like just destroying my entire team like it was extremely frustrating i almost quit like I, I don't usually rage quit but i was like i really thought about rage quitting um that high, i remember yeah. going to the battalion coc at one point and i looked at the the intel the board and it said like this many units this many uh, you know um british S or british royal yeah. marines royal marines yeah and for hind it just had infinity sign on it because we had killed that bitch so many fucking times. Yeah. And so the crazy thing that led up to that, us getting annihilated by the hind, was the fact that we literally just lost an entire platoon to a, an AAV crash. And then shortly after that, a, we... A real AAV crash. A real AAV crash. Like, like a real we crash. Like took out blackout and yeah. an AAV rolled over. We had to and, do a real fucking medevac. Yeah, like fucking 20 dudes. I think I set up like 20... 223 around there um nine lines uh that day and then an hour or two after that we're driving down the road and one catches fire with our dudes in there yeah. and luckily they got out in time because the whole fucking thing went up in flames so it was like jesus christ like yeah that was just a cursed day i remember it was a cursed day very cursed I mean, day we had two hours of sleep we packed up our paws got in the avs driving blackout 
boom, one rolls off the cliff. All right. Hey guys, no more blackout. You know, lights on. Yeah. We're not fucking with this shit anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then we are keep rolling. And then, like you said, another one, like I think the AV right in front of me ends up catching fire. Yeah. Like, and we're just like, shit, man, what, what do we do? So we packed all the guys we could in the remaining AVs and kept going. Yeah. And then you have, you know, and we finally get what we're, yeah, we finally get where we're supposed to be and this helicopter like kills us all. Oh no, and then the lad locked down to him three separate times and shot yeah. it down. And then after it was shot down three times, it's like, oh, you're all dead. Yeah. So so we all just laid down and took a nap. Like the entire you know, power, <laughs> the entire entire power of Russia was behind that. <laughs> behind that counter offensive it it wasn't russians it was uh what do we call them dakotians dakotians it was the the dakotian forces which i actually wonder if people that live in like north and south dakota if they are called dakotians is that is that where the name comes from i don't know i I, that's what i I think that's what uh, one of the intel guys explained to me that like all these fake people that we're killing because we can't say that they're chinese we can't say that they're russian we can't say that they're iranian you know, unless we're actually at war with them. So it's like a very political thing. We can't be like well, training to the, kill. But what about the Green Ivans? Come on, man. <laughs> well, so Green Ivans are different. That's just that's that's not the actual official name for the target. You know, that's just the, that's just what everybody calls them. That's that's totally different from saying like from tra- from like developing this entire grand scheme, like uh, like strategic, like training operation and like having the enemy that you're facing like labeled as a country that your that your country already has racial tensions with like I mean, that I that would definitely spark up a lot of like if any reporter or anyone got a hold of that like oh marines are training to kill russians in the fucking and in, in, itx but yeah except well, that, well yeah i wouldn't say it's like pc i would say it's more like political than it is political correctness like it's just yeah. like the fact like i mean i, I, you I don't can care imagine, what they're called but well, like, yeah. let's be honest. We don't care what they're called. Yeah, right? we're gonna turn their brains into pink mist, regardless of what the fuck they're called. Mm-hmm. Now, I had fucking what over a thousand notional Dakotian kills. Yeah, <laughs> like, does it matter if I call them anything else? Come on. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I actually uh, was talking to a dude uh, about that. Oh, I I said something at work yesterday. I said putting warheads on foreheads. Yeah. And and this dude was like, what did you just say? And I was like, because I was talking about playing Battlefield. And I was like, yeah, man, I was just putting fucking warheads on foreheads on, in Battlefield. And he goes, and he goes, I've never heard that before. Like, that is that's crazy. And I was like, they, I, I used to hear that all the time, especially the from time. the more, especially Motor from the mortarman. Yeah. yeah. The mortarman that plays spades all day. Cough, uh-huh. cough. Shots fired. Oh, man. But all right. Yeah. Just fucking. It's crazy, man. Holidays. The day to days. Some of the crazy stories, man. Well, yeah, we're going to wrap it up. You have any thoughts? Any thoughts about the holidays? Any thoughts about, you know, what we talked about? No, not really, man. I mean, just crazy to think about the stuff we forgot, you know? It's yeah. so easy to get wrapped up in, like, a couple of the big things or, like, you know, memories with certain people. Because the people are what makes it, right? But, like, yep, exactly, it's, it's very easy to forget about, like, you know some of the bigger stuff some of the stuff that really sucked that you're like you know you're like oh man i missed the marine corps i missed this and then you like you remember that stuff and you're like that's probably why i got out yeah Yeah. probably and then 
And then like even the good times though, like I, I completely forgot about Thailand. And like I remember Thailand being a good time. Like that's what yeah. I remember. I remember the Philippines and Thailand almost as one until we started yeah. talking about it. And I was like, yep. oh yeah, buses this way, ship yep. with the plank over here. Yep. Oh man. Yeah. Those are and it's it's all about like the details. Like and and I, like a lot of this stuff like that you bring up too, like when we like you know, connect with each other by, by speaking about our experiences. It's like, we like rekindle that, like those thoughts. So like, Oh man, like, like I totally would, I totally forgot about Alan's Kung Fu thing. Like that was absolutely fucking hilarious. It was definitely <laughs> hilarious in the moment. It was hilarious for weeks after that. I used to give him so much shit about it. I remember that, but like, like, I don't think about that like on a day-to-day basis, but like now that we are, we are able to like relate in our experiences and like unearth a lot of those great memories that were you know i i would definitely say those memories they were few and in, in uh far between is, is that sure. is that yeah for sure yeah. <laughs> i think a lot of it was just bullshit bro <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that's probably the best way the best way to put it which makes us cherish them that much right. more you know exactly. but uh, man. that's why well, I think we should stay in touch a lot more with you know people like yeah it's hard yeah it sucks like i personally do a terrible job at it right this podcast yeah. allows me to see at least one person that i remember spending a lot of days with but yeah like other than that i think there's only like five or six people that i really talk to anymore from three three and it's it's crazy because i know i have a lot of those other connections and memories with people that like if i talk to them they'll be like oh you remember that time when yada yada this and yeah. this happened like oh yeah you know so yeah. it's it's weird it's really weird it's it's weird but it's it's a good weird you it know is. it's it's definitely a good weird well here we are you stuck with us all the way to the end we thank you for listening we want our listeners to know that if your pack becomes too heavy don't drop it the veterans crisis hotline can be reached at 1-800-273-8255 if you'd like to enjoy more content don't forget to subscribe Semper Fi and keep rolling on. Raw. Raw.